This podcast and the following message are brought to you by Vehicle Acquisition Network. When you're trying to keep your pre-owned lot stocked with high-quality, in-demand vehicles, dealing with auctions can be costly and time-consuming. Plus, you always risk having your price bid up by competing dealers. With Van, you go straight to the source, acquiring pre-owned vehicles directly from private sellers in your target market. The Vehicle Acquisition Network saves you time and money by automatically searching online listings to locate your most sought-after units from independent sellers in your area. Find the pre-owned vehicles you want faster than your competitors for hundreds less than you would pay at auction. For more information, text buy with van to 64600 or go to autoconverse.com forward slash V-A-N. And, and, and with some of their trucks and that kind of stuff. So they've, they've put themselves in a position where they've got a much better market share penetration today than they had, say, five years ago. But they, they, they didn't focus as much as General Motors and Ford did on improving economy on their, with their engine capabilities. I think that's the next step for them. I think you'll see the next generation of all these products that they're coming out with have much better fuel economy than, than, the, than the preceding models. I certainly would like that. I, I think you'll see it. I really do. That's my guess, but but I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I even wonder if I've bought my last car. <laughs> ah, no. You know, we'll got a you few know. years to pay on it. Um, no, you haven't bought your last one. <laughs> hey, just so you know, I've, I've uh, launched the broadcast, which means uh, people that are uh, tuned in on Zoom the webinar side are able to see and hear us. I just want you to know that and welcome folks that are here. And I also launched the, the live stream, the webcast portion on YouTube as well. So we are now public to the world. If you want to say hello world. Hi world, how are you? <laughs> it's a couple minutes before two, but the, Stu and I are sitting here getting prepared and, uh, and the conversation's just, just what it needs to be. So I'm like, well, we might as well just open this up and let the floodgates go. So let's get started. What I'll do is I have the, the show played up. Uh, you can see myself, myself and Stu, but thank you for joining us. This is our used car marketing webcast. And whether you're viewing the live stream right now on YouTube or you're backstage here on Zoom for the webinar portion, like I said, maybe you are in the future viewing this later on the replay or listening to it on the AutoConverse podcast. Appreciate you being here. Uh, it's great to be up here. Today is Thursday, May 2nd. And as I mentioned, I have Stu Zalad here from ACV Auctions. And what we're going to do is kind of take a dive into the, the spring used car market. The whole purpose of this webcast is really to get a pulse on the used car market talk about some trends and some numbers that we see going on. Now, last month we had Gary Wade and Jason Rice on, and that conversation concentrated mostly around wholesale sourcing dependability. And that podcast is up. You can go up to the AutoConverse podcast uh, and, and listen to that as well uh, if, if, you, if you weren't able to catch that. So, Stu, welcome to today. Great to have you here. Thanks. Nice to be with you. 
So, Stu, you're on the auction side. I am. That's so, one of my. That's one of my lives. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but very digital, right? And and I and you brought yeah. up some good information. I think you said that that close to fifty percent of all wholesale vehicles uh, through auction are done digitally. But put that in contrast. What is that trend, and how does that compare to a year ago and you know two or three years ago? Sure. Um, I, I, I think, Ryan, that, that the digital side of, of, our, of our life, it's, it's existed for a long time in the wholesale world. I mean, Smart Auction came out probably over 15 years ago, and that was first the first real jump along with simulcast that the auctions used to kind of increase the viewership in the lanes. Those, those products have been out for a long time. They're tried, they're true. People use them. But, you know, the 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 preponderance of new smaller companies like ACV was about four years ago when it started have all hit the scene in, in, in the last four to five years. And because of, of that and their, and their acceptability by both buyers and sellers, that market space has now exceeded half of the retail wholesale or half of the wholesale volume um, conducted in the, in the country and if you look at that number, you know, it's about, it's about 20 million units a year and has been uh, pretty steady for the last eight to 10 years. Um, you know, prior to ACV, I spent 10 years working with NADA in the used car guidebook company and, and followed those numbers because of, because of what we were doing at NADA. And it's always been somewhere in that 20 to 22 million, 21 and a half million number. What has happened is digital has, has seen a huge jump upwards, now over 50%. And I would say that if I go back five years, that number was probably under 25. So they've, they've, they've doubled or more than doubled in the last three, three to five years. Wow. And I think that number is going to grow significantly. That's, that was my next question is where do you see that going over the next now, I, I, you know, there, there will always be physical auctions in this country and there will always be a need for that. Um, but I think that, that, you know, you probably see that number approach 60%, maybe even higher in the next, say, the next three years. I mean, I think it's going to continue to grow. There's more companies coming online all the time trying to do what, what ACV does and, and what others that have been in the space that, that have have digital solutions along with whatever else they, they offer. So, I mean, I, I don't think that's going to stop. And I think the marketplace will determine which ones are the winners and which ones are the losers, just like they do in everything else. Sure. Right? Well, let's get into the, to the marketplace. Uh, some data out from Edmonds suggests that uh, April will turn out slightly slower than March, uh, just above 3 million unit sales. Uh, seasonally adjusted to 39 million. I think the initial predictions for 2019 were to exceed 2018 at 40.2 million. Um, But I think for April, the forecast is about 3.4 million cars. What does that look like on your side, uh, on the auction side? Well, our our April was, was a record month for us. And that, that again speaks to just exactly what Edmonds is talking about. I mean, Dealers are struggling to find used inventory. Um, the affordability of the new product, and even with the with leasing, has become more of a challenge for an awful lot of buyers. So the CPO type cars and late model used, 
uh, are in very short supply because so many of the, those vehicles three years ago and four years ago were leased. So they come back off of lease and the dealer, if the residual is the right number, he'll buy it and he'll put it into his inventory. Unfortunately, I think most of those cars were over-residualized to, to put them on the road. And now the manufacturer stuck with a car that's worth less than they own it for and they're they're reluctant to to sell that to the dealer so what happens there's less supply dealers go to to sites like acv and traditional auctions and they're they're clamoring for cars we set a record for our company in the month uh our transaction price was up which again means people are paying more for product that's used that they can turn around and retail because they're 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 finding fewer options in at their doorstep at the dealership, um, I don't think that that trend's going to change anytime soon. Um, I just think the market is 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 taking its traditional starting to slow down path. You know, we've been we've had five or six years of growth year over year, and that's unsustainable. We're at that peak now where it's starting to go backwards a little bit, and I think that's going to continue for the balance of this year and probably into next. And as more of these off-lease cars come into this into the system, until the OEMs and and other lenders like the Santander's of the world and the U.S. banks of the world realize they've got to re, they've got to accept less than they thought they would, um, there's not a lot of inventory available for sale, and you know that's that's a challenge for every single independent and franchise dealer. Do we know what's do we know what's reducing the supply? Well, sure. Uh, you know, just just less volume. You know, when you go from from seventeen five to under seventeen, probably. I mean, I think most of the experts today, if you look at JD Power numbers, if you look at NADA numbers, if you look at Edmonds numbers, and all the purported experts that track that, you know, they're all under that seventeen million. And I've seen numbers like sixteen four. And remember, that includes fleet. So when you throw the fleet out, and, and, and fleet, are, fleet are a different animal. Yes, they come back into the marketplace, and sure, they become a used car at some point. But if you take that out, that traditional dealer who's been stocking a good portion of his used operation with trade-ins, he's, he's seeing less cars. I talked to a fella today who was talking to a Toyota dealer, and they sold they sold 16 cars on Saturday, and on those 16 cars, they took in seven trades, and two of those trades they couldn't retail, so they took in five cars. Traditionally, it's 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 about 50%. Um, so they should have taken in eight cars that they could retail. They took in five cars that they could retail. I think that pattern goes on day in and day out right now. So, so I think the, the new cars are right now is about 5% down from yep. this time last year. Yep. Okay. And so that's, that's the direct impact of the reduced supply that we're seeing on the used car side. I think so. And there's more demand for use because, you know, that even if it's a 39 or 39.5, it's still pretty constant, right? I mean, last year was 39 something and they were actually at one point forecasting as, as you as the fellow from Edmonds said, 40 million. So that, that demand has remained steady, right? Or maybe even grown a little bit. So you've got more used demand and less used inventory. It's, it, it's, a, it's a challenge. <laughs> so, you know, I do a show every week talking about future 
tech, most you know, mobility tech, and Tesla's a big part of that conversation. Sure. Tesla's now got used cars on the market. And right. some would argue if it weren't for Tesla, EVs wouldn't, would hardly exist. Uh, you know, that's the EV market is Tesla. Uh, but the, they are hitting the used car market. What are you seeing on the wholesale side and the auction side uh, related to the, the Tesla, Tesla vehicles? Well, Teslas do very well on the used car side because the supply is so small. I mean, you know, they, the, the total market size of, of EV right now for this year is, is forecast to be about one and a half percent. And Tesla is the predominant player today in that 1.5%. Um, they, they're going to sell, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand cars probably new. They've got a, they, they were into the leasing uh, arena very heavily to promote that car when it first came out. Those cars have all come back. They own a lot of them. But, but from time to time, dealers will launch one on, on our particular platform, and it brings a, it brings a ton of, of eyeballs, you know, lots of views, and, and a lot of bidding. Um, and, and I think just if, if, if a dealer has the opportunity to take one in, I think there's enough of a demand for that car, especially especially used because the depreciation is out of it. It's not a $90,000 car or a $125,000 car any longer. You know, it's probably a $40,000 used car or a $35,000 used car. Um, I, think it's, I think it's a good product for dealers. And, and we see a lot of interest from, that, from the dealers that have them that have taken them in trade. Most dealers don't want to keep them, but there are pockets you know, let's face it, it's, it's far more popular in a state like California than it is in, in Montana or, or Idaho. So if, if a dealer has one, I would strongly suggest if you don't, you know, try to retail that car for a period of 30 days. But if you get past 30 days and you still have it, I would wholesale that car and you'll probably do very, very well. Yeah. From what I understand, Teslas are moving significantly faster off the lot compared to other luxury cars in its class. Well, and they're, and they're, but they're having, they're struggling to make enough of them too. So their, 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 their ability to stock those cars is also mm -hmm. a problem. That's probably part of the reason. It's, it's, it's scarcity creates demand. It, it, yeah. it always has, it always will. I was going to say, not being able to make them fast enough is kind of a good problem to have. Except for the company, because they can't make enough money, you know. <laughs> it's fine for the, you know, it's fine for everybody except the company, right? <laughs> uh, all right, well, good stuff. So, folks, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts or input, I mean, Stu's, Stu, how long have you been in the, in the car business? Uh, over four decades. And okay. I, was a, I was a dealer uh, for about 30 of those years and, and then spent 10 years in, uh, with the association in NADA in, in McLean, Virginia. And uh, I was there and, and uh, this newer company, ACV Auctions, found me and asked me to come to Cleveland and help them establish that market. And that's what I did two years ago. And I've been with these folks ever since. And it's really been a lot of fun because you know, the, uh, there's one thing about the car business that's true day in and day out, year in and year out. It's all timing. And, and uh, I, I happened to find a company with great timing at this particular point. I, I was an Oldsmobile dealer. So my timing when I, when I sold Oldsmobiles was pretty good too, but that's not always the case. Um, but 
I'm, I'm, I've been around a long time. I've seen an awful lot of stuff. I've been through oil embargoes. I've been through wage and price controls, <laughs> strikes. I've been through a lot of stuff and, and, uh, uh, it's a great business. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Technology has played an important role, uh, in, in so many different fronts to help, help dealers. Um, yes, it's probably added some expense, but it's also certainly been a, a, a huge benefit, um, both to consumers and to dealers. Yeah, it's fascinating seeing the the emergence of technology, and it just continues to accelerate. Uh, maybe you could just to kind of close this off, because uh, folks, we do like to keep this uh, to between twenty and thirty minutes. So, and we're doing great on time. But maybe you could speak to and tie this into ACV a little bit. Um, what would you recommend dealers really focus on uh, short term? So, say for the for Q two. Sure but also be thinking about annually and even long-term? Well, here's, here's what I, th- I, I, I really think that, that a lot of dealers haven't, haven't really seen because they're so busy running their business every day. They haven't seen the shift to the digital space in, in terms of wholesale particularly. Um, and, and talking about what we're talking about today, you have to look at, at the whole spectrum. And by the whole spectrum, I mean, look at, look at the digital options. There's, there's many of them out there. ACV is one of them, uh, but there's a lot of them. And, and you have to look at the, the other side, the, the traditional space. You have to be very cognizant of, of your appraisals. And I would suggest that if you're, if you're, if you're appraising a lot of, a lot of vehicles and, and not making those deals, there's, there's something that you need to look at to, to modify and change that. Um, and it's really a, a strategy. And I, if I were in a dealership today and I were managing a new and used car department, my strategy would be to look at all of them, use all of the products and tools that are available, and, and again, sort out those that pro- provide you the best results um, whether it's wholesaling something you don't want or buying something you want um, or making a trade. You know, you and I have talked, Ryan, about, about a product that, and, and this is certainly not a, an advertisement of any kind, but, 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 but sometimes the biggest obstacle in, in putting a new car deal together is, is how much is, is that consumer's car worth in the mind of the consumer and in the mind of the dealer, right? There's a there's that gap that has to be closed to make a deal. And, you know, some of the, there's some opportunities out there now to actually take a, a tool like we have and run an appraisal. And actually, because our, our site is live as our others, you can run it real time and, and include the customer in that discussion and say, Hey, I know you think your car's worth X, we don't believe that. Why don't we find out what the market thinks your car is worth? Right. And and run it and and watch what happens and then either either sell it to the market for what it brings because it's more than you thought it was worth as as the appraiser, or maybe that opens your eyes to the fact that the market says that car is worth more. Maybe it's something you put on your lot and try to retail. Um, but if it makes a deal that you otherwise would not have had, one thing I know for sure. Most consumers today give a dealer one opportunity, and if they can't set, succeed, they move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really different. I mean, it used to be three and a half visits before they bought something. Well, today, I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. It's, 
it's far less than that and they go to any one dealer once and if they don't get what they need or think they want they move on and most times switch brands so i mean i i think you have to look at the arsenal and and again some of this stuff is relatively new to market but but walk into it with an open eye if you're if you're a a, a, a three, uh, you know, a three-decade guy or a two-decade guy, and, and everything you've done has always been successful, uh, or a four-decade guy like I am. I think you have to be aware that there's an awful lot of opportunity out there. You just have to seek it out and and use that, you know, use every quiver in the bow. Don't uh, don't short yourself, right? Oh yeah. So I'm going to recap what, what I think your core message was: find a way to acquire that car. If it comes in on trade, well, that's what we're talking about. If it comes in on trade, find a way to get that car. Um, and you've got the tools, you've got the resources, and uh, and I think what you suggested, if you have access to something like ACV, where you can actually just put it into auction and see what happens, you can at least help that that consumer out right then and there. Stu, just a wrap things up here. Uh, where are some sources that you go, what are your go-to sources for understanding and keeping an eye on the used car market? Well, I, 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 I'm a, I'm, I'm a big believer of auto remarketing and their products. I mean, they're they're They have a daily feed and I read it almost every day. I won't say I read it every day because sometimes my schedule doesn't allow that, but I'm, I'm in there every day. They also have a weekly recap that I always read over the weekend, which, which highlights the important stories in their mind. I use automotive news as well. I, I, I'm a big believer in, in what they do. And obviously that you can segment the used car side of the business if that's what you want, or you can look at dealers only. There, there, there's just a lot of ways to dice and slice it. I also, I also go to what used to be NADA where I work, but it's now JD Power. They publish a monthly report uh, that hi ha highlights and recaps the preceding month from a wholesale perspective and from a new and used car perspective. There's a lot of good information in that. Um, and, then I, and then if I need it, if I'm looking for specific data, you know, sites like Edmunds and, and those, those type of sites, uh, you can usually get uh, IHS, you can find some good market data if you need it or, or historical type data. Uh, they're pretty good at that. Um, but those are, those are probably my, my highlights of what I use. Okay. And then whatever's pushed to me, if I, if I think it's of interest, I, I open it and read it. If not, I, I do what everybody else does. I put it in the wastebasket, right? Well, what I like to do is bring people on and have conversations about these things. And, um, and it's great to have you up here for the first time. Thanks. There's really nothing better than face-to-face, -face, trust me. I, I agree. The biggest challenge is, you know, everyone's so busy and preoccupied. It's, it's easier to send an email. Some people like to read. Not everybody likes to get on camera and talk, but I, that's, that's what we do here is we have these conversations. Um, while you were talking, because uh, I reached out to some of our viewers, our live viewers, uh, one person chimed in and says, will real-time tech be a game changer in the future of closing the gap with customers? Kind of an open-ended question because I think I think the general consensus might be, well, of course. But tying that in, maybe you want to address that because you brought up the idea of putting a consumer's car on a live auction while they're right there. That's a real time. Uh, that's a, 
you'd classify that as a game changer? Well, I, 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 yes, it is. Um, and we've, we've, you know, we've been, we've been in business now almost four years and, and the company has grown, I mean, exponentially. We, we, we've grown to over a hundred markets. We are going to sell, we sold last month over 17,000 vehicles on this platform. Uh, we have 700 employees across the United States and that number will probably exceed a thousand before we get to the end of this year. Uh, we've raised a lot of capital. That, that to me alone shows you where this whole thing is going and how important it is. But having said that, we have some mature, mature dealers that have been doing business with us since we started. And those people, a lot, not all of them, but a lot of them, especially on weekends, highlight and almost turn live appraisal into a sales event. Come get your car appraised for free, right? And, and, and while you're there, look at what we have to sell. And we have dealers that will tell you that they make six to eight to 10 deals a month because of real-time technology and the mm. ability to, to take a car that they don't think is worth what, what the consumer wants, show the consumer what it will bring in real time. And, and let's face it, that's transparency, right? And, and sure. it doesn't necessarily have to be margin erosion. It can be transparency. And, and who knows if that number, after you see it as, as the expert, as the used car appraiser, you see that number, maybe you say, well, geez, maybe I am wrong. You know, not everybody knows what every car is worth. It's impossible. I mean, nobody makes, everybody makes mistakes. So maybe that's a car then you put on your lot and find out, well, geez, I can make another fifteen or eighteen hundred dollars front end and maybe a thousand or fifteen hundred back end. I was wrong in, in the fact that I thought it was only worth twelve because the auction told me it, it was worth thirteen three or thirteen four, and the customer was very happy and bought a new car from us. So and yeah, and it's gonna make a difference. I, and I'm just gonna add to that something that I've picked up. I'm you know learning about the used car business over the past few years myself. And you know, one thing I think is evident is you can't always look at the individual profitability of a specific car. You have to look at, there's a customer, you have an opportunity with a customer and if you can serve that customer and help them out, even if you're going to lose a little money on the car or not make what you'd like, you're still helping a customer out. And that has dividends, that has dividends down the road that from other uh, ways that, that that'll that'll benefit the dealership and it's far less expensive to do it that way than any other way too yeah it really um and and uh the loyalty factor for people like that that you that, that believe that you've gone the extra mile to help them is significantly better too so you're you, you're right you know if, if there used to be an exercise and i'm sure it's still done quite often about how much is a customer worth right and if you start to do the math and you say, okay, they're going to come in two and a half times a year and the average repair order is so much and, and, and so on and so forth, and they're going to buy how many cars in their lifetime, you start to calculate those kinds of numbers, it's staggering. It's, it's absolutely staggering. And, and that's, the, that's the long range, big picture approach as opposed to today, today, today. And unfortunately, in a car dealership, everything is about today. Um, for the people doing it, the, the people on the firing line. Right? Yeah, it's about today. It's about the end, it's about the end of the month. If that's correct. That's <laughs> absolutely correct. Uh, the death trap. Well, hey, good stuff, uh, Stu. Thank you very much. You're welcome. 
I, I appreciate the time and, and uh, if I can help in any way, shape or form, just let me know. And, and uh, I'd love to talk to anybody that, that needs some help and guidance. And, and uh, I wish everybody the best. And let's hope May's a great month. We got five weeks. So you got an extra week to make it happen. Yeah. Long month there. Hopefully, hopefully it stops raining at some point. Yeah, for us. That's correct. That's correct. Um, all right, Stu Salad, Director of uh, Business Development at AC right. Auctions. That's correct. Okay. Yep. Dialing in from Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah. Ohio. Go Browns, go Indians. Go Browns, are gonna have, Browns are going to have a good season. I can They're going to have a great year this year. And I was at the uh, championship game, the last one, which happened to be, believe it or not, probably before a lot of you were born, 1964. They wow. beat the Baltimore Colts and Johnny Unitas. <laughs> <laughs> classic. Well, they'll be back soon enough. They will I hope so. I hope so. Feeling. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and shut down. Thanks again for your questions, for tuning in. Uh, again, this is a used car marketing strategies session. Uh, we do this the first Thursday of every month. And what you want to do is go to autoconversion.net, look under the menu option for webcasts, and you'll see auto retail and you'll see used car marketing strategies in there. There is a Facebook event that you can subscribe to. And if you use Facebook, I would recommend that because then when we announce the show uh, for each month, then we'll put that in Facebook and you will be notified. And by registering with the show on the site, then you will be able to get first look at the content that comes out, the podcast, the videos, the blog posts, all that good stuff. Um, let us know your feedback, your thoughts, ideas, input. We're here to help. Again, Ryan Girardi from Auto Conversion. And thank you to our sponsor of the webcast, Vehicle Acquisition Network, uh, helping bridge dealers with private sellers. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. We're going to go ahead and shut down. This is Audiburst Media.